Shalom, Shalom, Shalom. We want to give all praises, honor, and glory to the Most High Yahweh, and we do so by Hashem Yahweh Shah. And today, 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 we got something that is very interesting and very, um, it's very interesting, and a lot of people would probably um, want to understand this more. And I'm kind of glad that I'm in the calm, calm, collective mood um, because, you know, this is something that a lot of people don't really understand. And a lot of people, you know, get cut. They get cut every time they go to, you know, fornication when it comes to the Bible. Um, I remember I had a person I had a person tell me he said that. You know, he he showed me one. Uh, he showed me about one. Um, he showed me like what was it? I think it was like one verse about fornication, and I told him what it what for, uh, what fornication was, what it meant in the Bible, etc. And he didn't care. And you know, he was just denying it. And I'm just going to tell you guys right now: one scripture sometimes. Well, most of the time can't really, you know, help your argument, you know, and words can't also help your argument. And this is what we're going to listen to today. We're going to listen to a man and he's going to say, you know, a lot of I'm just going to be honest. He's going to say a lot of rhetoric and a lot of uh, uh, stuff that's not really scripture. He doesn't really define what fornication is. But your boy is about to help you guys. So I did a podcast about this a long time ago on my other podcast when my uh, when I forgot the password of my other podcast. Am I going to put a, a link to it? Sure, I'll I'll do it. Why not? You know what I mean? But I want to let you guys know right now that this video is going to be uh, two. So I'm going to listen to one which is like the one that I'm listening to right now is three minutes and 32 seconds. And then the other one is nine minutes. So we're going to do two videos today about fornication. And these are two people. There's there's one in a man. There's there's one person and it's a man. Then there's a woman that tells you about, you know, what fornication is, blah, blah. So I'm going to help you guys out on what properly on what the Bible says that fornication is, you know what I mean? So we won't get this confusion. Also, this is my favorite topic to talk about, too. So further ado, let's get started. Enoch, welcome to the program. Um, Hi, Enoch, welcome. You, hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, so this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to make it very quick. Marriage seems like a business to me. How do we know for a fact that when the Bible talks about fornication, that means sex before marriage being a sin? Because I consider some sex before marriage a sin, but what if it is a guy and a girl that are very, very faithful to each other, and you can have two people who are married that cheat on each other constantly? So is sex before marriage really a sin? Because I think it's absurd to say it is. Uh, what are your thoughts, Doug? Well, you'll think I'm absurd. But uh, it's pretty consistent in the Bible that that becoming one flesh and joining together uh, in marriage, it even says that Joseph knew not marry until Jesus was born because there was you know something sacred about that. 
But the idea of two people coming together in uh, a sexual intimacy like that was these two people through an act of love, they're becoming one flesh, they co they procreate in their own image by combining who they are. Um, these cells come together and it's just a miracle how two people, two separate individuals can combine their essence somehow and it becomes another person, a child in their image. And that's what do you guys understand why I say he's just saying rhetoric at this moment? He's not really defi- he's not really explaining why fornication is a sin or not even that. The whole topic really is marriage. Right. And I'm about to break, break it down. Right. I'm about to break it down before I go to scripture. Not yet, but I will soon. This whole video is about, and I believe this was like two years ago, I think. I'm not sure. But this whole video, oh, dang it. Oh, I messed up. Hold on, guys. Wait, guys. We're not going into politics. We don't care about that right now. Finding who they are. Hold on. uh, And it becomes another. Oh, Oh, okay. So the topic is, is fornication is fornication always a sin, right? The caller that called into this podcast was basically saying, why do we have to get married in order for somebody to be our wife or husband? So this is what many people say. And I'm glad that they're looking at it like this because this is how it always has been. Right? Like I keep telling people, marriage is a custom. It is not anything, but it is a tradition. A tradition is just a custom. You don't have to do it. They really didn't do it back then, if you want to be completely realistic here. And, you know, the problem is with a lot of people is they take fornication. They take fornication and they translate it to worldly view of what fornication is in worldly view. Then they try to take that and then they try to be like, well, in the Bible, it says that you have to get married first in order for you to have sex. Because if you have sex before marriage, then that is a sin. It is not a sin. Let's continue. And I will show proof to tell you all why that it's not a sin. But let's continue. Person, a child in their image. And that's one of the ways that God made man in his image is that man is able to procreate in his own image. Through love. So for people to recklessly use that gift and that sacred, it's a, you know, sex is a good thing within marriage, but to use it just for selfish gratification but without the protection of a family. You know, you can look in our culture today and see all these kids that are born in families, not always, but largely because of promiscuity. And they grow up without fathers, sometimes without mothers, and um, that was never God's plan. Yeah, we- now, this part that he said, I do agree. Um, I will say that today's world, um, you know, sex is like an object. Uh, sex is an object. Sex is a toy, etc. Whatever the case is. Right now, if you guys believe this, you guys probably don't believe this or not, but you are not bound. Now, some people might not understand what I'm about to say, but certain people that know what I'm about to say, they understand. But if you don't understand, I'm going to tell you. 
You are not bound to a Gentile, to a heathen. For instance, if a Jew marries a heathen, a Gentile, that is not a Jew, right? And they marry. That means that he is not bound to the woman. He's not bound to him. Why do I say that? Because have you guys ever heard of a concubine? That's basically what these Gentile wives are. Concubines. So are you bound to a heathen woman? No, you are not bound to a heathen woman, but you are bound to a other Israelite that is a woman. So if like, for instance, and y'all might say y'all might be confused about what I'm saying right now. So what I'm trying to say is this. A Jew man, a Israelite that marries another Israelite, they are bound. So you can't just leave her because you want to, especially since we're under the new priesthood, which is Christ. And that is Matthew 5 and 32, that we cannot leave. And let me actually bring, let me actually pull it up since I'm here already. We're not here already, but since I have it, since I have the Bible hub already up, let me go to it, right? This is what Christ said, and we're under the, the new priesthood, the new priesthood, right? This is uh, Matthew 5 and 32. This is red letter. But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, saying for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, committed adultery. So what is Christ saying? So Christ is just saying that if you put your wife away, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. So if you just don't like your wife anymore because she's boring. She's not sexy. She's not this. She's not that. Christ is saying, listen, you bad, better toughen it up. The only way that you can even the d- d- uh, divorce her is if the wife or the man commits adultery. Oh, sorry. Uh, commits foreign fornication. If anybody commits fornication, then you have the right to give that person a bill of divorce. But if that person doesn't, then what does Christ say? And whosoever shall marry or sorry. uh, Yeah. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, committed adultery. Right. So if you. Send your wife out because you don't like her. And she didn't do nothing wrong. You're basically. About to commit adultery. You're putting her in a. a, Adultery position right now, especially you as well. This is why that Christ said the only way to divorce your your partner is fornication. But what is fornication? Right. And we're going to get to that in a minute. Let's continue. We need uh, that whole unit. I mean, I agree with you um, that in, in that sense. But like, what if, you know, I have a girl, a girlfriend, like a very serious girlfriend. And um, I don't. Well, why don't you get married? Why don't you wait? Because. Because 
When you have sex, you are already married to that woman. This is what people don't like to hear. And this is what people say. Oh, this is confusing, whatever. It is not confusing. When you have sex, it is marriage. When you have sex with, with somebody, you are now husband and wife. Don't believe me? Genesis Genesis 24. And he's going to say it too, which actually cuts his whole thing, but we but we're going to take it slow. We're going to take it slow. Genesis 24 and 67. And Isaac brought her onto his mother's Sarah's tent and took Rebekah so Isaac took Rebekah in his mom's tent. And what did they do in the tent? And she became his wife. And he loved her. And Isaac was confronted after his mother's death. So what happened? Isaac and Rebekah went into Sarah's, uh, went into uh, Isaac's mom's tent and he wiped her up. Do you know what they did in the tent? They had sex. There is no other way that you can get around this scripture. So when they had sex, Rebecca became Isaac's wife. Where where was the marriage? So for this man that's calling this podcast, he has a great point. That people need to really listen to. Back in the day. Even I'm going to be honest with you right now. Even people are starting to understand this now. Because just like the guy said. Marriage is like a business. If you want to be honest. We have to pay the uh, the government just to get a marriage license. And then all of this other work. You pay for a, uh, for a ceremony. And it's like thousands of dollars and then you're in fucking debt just because you wanted to say, I do. (laughs) It's crazy. So I see where he's coming from. But we need as the United States needs to understand this, that just because. People don't get married and they have sex does not mean anything. It's not fornication, but that's the worldly view of fornication. Like, come on now. Let's continue. Well, it's a it is a, it's a sacred ceremony if you want to call it a business. But you know, it tells us that uh, weddings were planned. You look in the Bible with Jacob; he worked seven years and waited for Rachel. He worked and waited seven years for his wedding night because well, you know he needed to kind of earn the right and uh, to be able to have that relationship. So. You know, in the Bible, it's pretty clear that when two people come together, in some countries, when people came together without the benefit of a ceremony, they were declared married because they just said, look, if you're going to have that kind of relationship that has the potential of producing children, you need to become a family unit and get married. 
I would wonder why would you want to have that kind of a relationship with a woman? I'm glad you said that. Do you do you do you want to know why? Because if we go to the scripture that you uh, that you just said, because you were talking about Jacob and his wedding, even though it really wasn't a wedding. But um, OK, sure. It was actually a feast. That's what it was. So let's go because he was quoting Genesis 29. And like I said before, this actually destroys his whole argument and de- and destroys what he just said. It is ridiculous on why that he came here. Let's see. Da, da, da. Let's go to Genesis 29 verse. Um. Genesis 29 and 17. Leah was tender eyed, but Rachel was beautiful and well flavored. Right. Next verse. And Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve thee seven years for Rachel, thy younger daughter. So Jacob served the father of Rachel for seven years just to be with Rachel. Now. Nowhere of this right now says there was any wedding. He did it. Nothing. And if you guys know the Torah, you guys should know that in order for you to marry a virgin or for you to marry any woman that stays with the father, you have to do what you have to pay. You have to give them a goat. You have to give them an ox. You got to give them gold. You got to do whatever. Maybe even what Jacob did, which is labor work. You have to do something to in order to get their daughter. Because at the time, women were very valuable back then. I'm just going to be honest with you, more than they are now. Right. Let's continue. Genesis 29 and 19 and uh, and Leban, which is the father said it is better that i give you <clears throat> that i that i that i give her to the to thee than that i should give her to another man abide with me so what he's saying is he's saying that i rather give you my younger daughter uh to you rather than any other man that's what he's saying verse 20 and jacob served 7 years for rachel and they seemed And they seemed unto him, but a few days for the love he had to her, uh, to her. Right. So it didn't really seem like Jacob was was really. How can I say this? It didn't seem like a long time to Jacob because he really loved her. And then, of course, he was working with the father. So, I mean, of course, he's seen her. You know what I mean? So it's not like, you know, he's. He's across the world and he can't, you know, I see her. It's not like that. You know what I mean? Verse 21. And Jacob said unto Leban and Jake, Jacob said unto Leban, give me my wife for for my days are fulfilled that I may go in unto her. So Jacob didn't tell the father, let me let me wife your daughter And let's put out a ceremony. Let's put out a wedding. Let's do all of this. No, he said that I may go on, uh, go in unto her. 
Let's and let's just look at the other translations. The NLT says, finally, the time come for for him to marry her. I have fulfilled my agreement, Jacob said to Leban. Now give me my wife so I can sleep with her. This is what the NLT says. The NIV says, I want to make love to her. And we all know what that is. Sex. This is this is ridiculous. So we should all know that there was no anything like that. There was no ceremony needed. Jacob did not want that. Jacob did not want to um, to marry them because sex was marriage. Let's go to the next verse. Where is it? Where's the feast at? Where is it? Okay. Uh, Verse 22. And Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. So this is talking about that the father made a feast. What is a feast? We all should know what a feast is. A feast is not a Wedding proposal thing, a feast is not nothing like that. We should all know what a feast is. A feast is like a celebration. That's what it is, right? A celebration that they are enjoying um, the the moment of, let's say, uh, a holiday, a feast day, you know what I mean? Like the Sabbath day, the uh, Feast of Tabernacle. Uh, Hanukkah, stuff like that. You know, even traditions like this, it is a custom. And here's the meaning of feast in the concordance of the biblical usage. Feast, drink, feast, drink. That's what it is. It is. It is so you can enjoy the time of what is happening right now. Like, it is crazy. You can have a wedding feast. It is a tradition. I'm not saying that it's bad to have a wedding. I'm not saying that it's horrible to have a wedding. I'm saying you don't need a wedding to get married. You don't need a wedding to do anything. It's just a feast day. If we want to be honest, it's a celebration. That is all it is. And then here's the best part. And this is what cuts him completely because this is this is why. And let me type this in right quick. Fornication. Right. Fornication. Sexual intercourse between people not married to each other. Right. So that's what it means in the in the Google worldly view. Let's let's go to. Let's go to verse 23. And it, it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah. Now, Leah is the oldest daughter of uh, Leban, which is the father. Let, let me read this again. And it and it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to him. And he went on to her. So Jacob had sex with Leah. 
He didn't have sex with Rachel. Right? Then let's keep keep on reading. And Laban gave unto his daughter Leah uh Zepla, his maid, for a handmaid. Mm-mm-mm. Verse 25, and it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And 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 he said to Lebon, what is this thou hast done unto me? Did not I serve with thee for Rachel? So did I not work for you for seven years just to get Rachel? Why am I having sex with Leah? Why did you give me Leah? Right. Wherefore, then hast uh, thou beguilt me. A.K.A. betrayed me. Verse 26. And Laban said, it must not be so done in our country to give your to give the the younger before the first born. So do you know what this kind of this kind of destroys the whole polygamy? Right. This 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 destroys the whole you can't have two wives. <laughs> this is ridiculous, bro. Verse 27, fulfill, fulfill her week. So the father said, I want you to fulfill Leah's week. And then next week, you can have Rachel. And we will give thee this also for the service which thou shalt serve with me yet seven other years. Verse 28, and Jacob did so and fulfilled her week and he gave him Rachel, his daughter, to wife also. Where was the ceremony? Now, here's the real question. Where was the ceremony for Leah? (laughs) Where was the ceremony for Leah? Where was the ceremony for that? It was just a ceremony. It was just a actually really it was just just a feast day. It was just a a feast day because Jacob was about to marry Laban's daughters. And then this is why that the father put out a feast day because his daughters were going to get married. Not because they made the the uh, wedding, the actual marriage. It was just a celebration because his daughters were going to get married. Like I said before, it's a custom. And then if you want to be completely honest, I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise. I'm going to say this one and then I am done with Genesis for a while. Let's go to the next chapter. The next very chapter, right? This is where things get very interesting. And this is why that this man on this podcast should have never said this. He should have never said this. Jacob had to wait seven years just to wife Rachel. He didn't even wife Rachel. He didn't. He had to wait seven years plus another week. Just to even go in onto her, but he went on to Leah. So let's see this. Where is it? Um, Genesis chapter 30 verse. Verse three, and she said, behold, my maid, Bella, go in onto her. Huh? Wait a minute, babe. 
you're going to cause me to commit fornication. Right? You're, you're going to cause me to commit fornication. Right? Now, let's, let's keep reading. Go in unto her, and she shall bear upon my knees, that I may also have, a children, uh, have children by her. Verse 4, and she gave him Bella, her handmaid, to wife, and Jacob went in unto her. Tell me this. If we all know the story. Jacob had two wives and he had two concubines. The point is with this fornication thing, there was no wedding when Jacob went and had sex with Rachel or Leah's maids. Where was the ceremony for that? There was no ceremony. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say. Where was the ceremony for this? There wasn't no ceremony. Right? That's the crazy part about this. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. If you don't want to marry them. Okay. So, you know, the Bible's pretty clear on this, both New and Old Testament. And uh, we do have actually a book we can send you. I just wrote, uh, well, it's been a few months now, but it's talking about marriage, divorce, and remarriage. And just talk. Okay, well, that's it, it for that. You know how he didn't explain anything about what fornication really was? Oh, my goodness. Okay, we're going to go to the next video. Next video, I'm going to be right back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to be right back until I'm gone. Till I'm gone, let's 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 uh uh let's see computer no not no computer music uh soft let's just say soft music uh YouTube YouTube I got two people trying to connect to my hotspot. <laughs> How is that crazy? All right, let's see this. Um, soft music. All right, I I will be. Oh my gosh! All I'm trying to do. Let's play some music just real quick. All right, I'll
even though that was kind of pointless. Okay, well, we're back. <laughs> we are back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. We are back. All right. Um. Okay. All right. Let's go with it. So this is another video, right? This is another video about fornication by the woman. Let's see what she says. I want to talk about sex and specifically I'm talking about fornication that word that nobody uses anymore. But sex is a big topic. We could talk about sex within marriage, a huge topic in itself that people don't really talk about, but a lot of people struggling. Then there's adultery, another huge topic. So I wanted to be specific. I'm saying, let's talk about fornication, consensual sex between two singles. This is why I wanna talk about it. This is what's bothering me. I didn't realize that so many Christian singles were having sex, like regularly. I realize I'm older. I've been out of the dating game for some time, but I never thought of myself as naive. I guess I'm naive because I thought as believers, we had a heart <laughs> to pursue God, to pursue his ways and his word, which means pursuing holiness. Now, I do know that we have a sin nature. All right, I'm going to just get to the point. Bothering me, because <laughs> I'm looking. I'm going to get to the point. This is just ridiculous, and we're already at 30 minutes. <laughs> fornicators, also called the sexually immoral in some translations, will not inherit the kingdom of God. It goes on to say, such were some of you. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. A regular life of sin is supposed to be past tense. Such were. Okay, so just I just I just want to make things very clear. So what she just read, she just read First Corinthians uh, six and nine. This is the popular scripture that many people go to when it comes to um, you can't enter into the kingdom of God because of fornication, blah, blah. Now, this is the problem with a lot of people, just 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 a lot of people um, that don't understand what fornication actually means. So let's read First Corinthians six and nine. It says, know ye not. It says, know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God, but be, or sorry, be not deceived, neither fornicators, right? Nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor, uh, yeah, and drunkards and all of that stuff, right? Shall not inherit the kingdom. The point is, is that there is so many, most of this is fornication. 
Well, not most of it, but I see one that is the cause of fornication, two and three. I see three things that are the cause of fornication, which is idolatry, adulterers, and nor abusers of themselves with mankind, which is homosexual, uh, homosexual or, you know, people having sex with other with their same gender. That's all it is. Right. So. I see a few things that are fornication are already right now. Let's just let's just. Hear her out. Let's just hear her out. Some of you. Why is it past tense? Because once you're saved, you're no longer a slave to sin. You're given the spirit of God. You're given the power to obey God. We don't walk by the flesh. We walk by the spirit. We pursue holiness and righteousness. First Corinthians 6.13 the body is not for immorality, but the Lord. It goes on to say in verses 18 through 20, flee immorality. Every other sin that a man commits is outside the body, but the immoral man sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and that you are not your own for you have been bought with a price therefore glorify God in your body we see how God all praises I agree with you the one thing I don't agree with is you don't know what fornication is and I can tell because just like most people do they believe that fornication is sexual intercourse between two between people not married to each other. This is what people believe fornication is. In the Bible. Nowhere does it say that. Nowhere. And I'm about to get to it. Don't worry about it. God views this. But here's the enemy. Shaping a culture within Christianity that says. Yeah. We can be saved. Washed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and regularly engaged in sex outside of marriage. What the enemy won't tell you is that it's a pathway that leads to death. James 1, 14 and 15, but each one is tempted when he is carried away and enticed by his own lust. Then when lust has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. That's the All only praises. destination sin knows. Death. Your soul and spirit will know the effects of unrepentant sin. For one, it may be an indication that you aren't truly saved. First John 3, 9. No that one, um, you know, I'm going to just keep it real and we're going to keep it pushing. Uh, no one knows if they're fully saved until the end times, until Judgment Day. I'm just going to be honest with you. No one knows if they're fully saved, because if we knew that we were completely saved, what's the point of Judgment Day then? Just going to be honest. 
unless you are one of the elects and that's just a few what about the remnant or sorry what about the rest of the people are, the, are they saved do we know we don't know let's continue no one who is born of god practices sin Mm, I disagree. I disagree. I disagree because most of Christianity kind of teaches that the law is done in a way with even though that the New Testament, almost a few places, even even Christ himself said to keep the law and how you um, and how you get into the kingdom of God. It says to uh, what it says to get in uh, to keep my commandment or to keep the commandments to get into the kingdom. I believe so. <sighs> Let's see here. Right. Let's just see. Uh, I believe it's Matthew, Matthew 19. Oops. <coughs> Matthew 19. And 17, Matthew 19 and 17. Yes, it is. Awesome. Awesome. Matthew 19 and 17. And he said unto him. Now, this I believe this was Christ talking to the to the little boy, I believe. Or actually, let, let me read 16. And behold, one came and said unto him, good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Verse 17. And he said unto him, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one that is God. Kind of kills the whole trinity. Uh, <laughs> but if thou went, uh, wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. So Christ is saying, if you want to have eternal life, you need to keep the commandments. Right? It's not talking about the Ten Commandments. It's talking about the commandments of God, the Most High God, the Father. Yahweh, right? So I got to disagree with that one. Meaning regularly engages in sin because his seed, God's seed abides in him and he cannot sin because he is born of God. And if you are saved, it's an indication of how far you've drifted from God. You can't live in unrepentant sin and also be walking closely with God. If you're regularly having sex outside of marriage, you're not clinging to God. That's not a blessed place to be. That's why this bothers me so much because I hear from so many women who desire to cling to God. But if the culture around them, Christian culture, <laughs> is okay with sex in a dating relationship, or they get caught up in a relationship where sex is just part of it that impacts their relationship with God. Do okay, I'm going to just end it right here. If that indicates or if that's a problem having sex, um, why is it? Why did God say this then? This is. Uh, then why did God say this? Right. Genesis 
1 and 28. And God blessed them and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Why did God say that? God simply said to have sex and repopulate the earth. Be fruitful and multiply. Right. I don't think it's disgusting in God's eyes. I think it's a beautiful thing that people have sex. I just think people don't know what to do with it. Now. The moment that people have been all waiting for, probably what is fornication, according according to the Bible? And is it a sin? Is it a is it a sin? <clears throat> is it a sin? Right. Let me go to the concordance of this. Of this, Let's see, pornos, which which means pornography in the Greek. Uh, okay, where is it? Let's do this fornication. Fornication, fornication, fornication. Let's go to fornication. Fornication. It means illicit sexual intercourse. Illicit means forbidden by law. You can you can go search this up. It's easy. The first usage usage of fornication, adultery, fornication, homosexuality, lesbianism, intercourse with animals, B- aka B, bestiality, etc. Uh, sexual intercourse with close relatives. Sexual intercourse with a divorced man or woman. Right. So this is what fornication is. Fornication is just unlawful sex acts. That that is all fornication is. Fornication is not you having sex before marriage because sex is marriage. This is why it's so stupid when people say you can't have sex before marriage because you have to get married because it's in the Bible. Where? You can't find it because it's not in there. This is what fornication really is. People need to understand that. And let me see this right quick. Let me see. Actually. Uh, dang it. Try this one. Let's try this. 
Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Ah, there it is. Use a man also with another wife. Two command country. Use a man always with her, always with wife or another. Okay, but yeah, I mean, re really, that's it. That's, I mean, really, that's all. Really, um, you know, like I said before, I did a podcast about this and I'm done talking about fornication, it's it's obvious. It's obvious, it's very clear um, that fornication is just unlawful sex acts, which is in the Torah, like rape, having sex with your mom or dad, bestiality, adultery. I mean, you know, ha having sex with somebody's wife or husband, having sex with close relatives. I mean, it, it's just it's just that simple. So, I mean, I hope you guys enjoyed. This was kind of sloppy a little bit. But I hope you guys enjoyed, and I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. I want to give all praises, honor, and glory to the Most High Yahweh, and we do so by Hashem Yahweh Shah. Till next time, Shalom. Peace.